Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Billy West Live. It's my great pleasure to welcome Jimmy Ott, that rude sports media figure, to the show. Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us on Billy West Live. Good, Billy. Good to be with you, buddy. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to talk uh, sports. I want to get into talking about uh, your your website and, and your functions with Bet Rivers Live, but I wanted to talk a little LSU football with you right quick. Uh, the recent developments of LSU hiring Brian Kelly and the hiring of his staff. And what what are your thoughts in general, Jimmy? You're on Baton Rouge Radio all the time, and you keep up with this stuff as good as anybody. Give me your thoughts. Brian Kelly um, got off to a little bit of a slow start uh, because he didn't have any co- either coordinator in place for the first signing date. Uh, but, you know, it kind of uh, kind of really got went on the improve when he hired Frank Wilson. Frank Wilson with a lot of New Orleans roots, uh, playing at both the Orleans Parish Public Schools and Catholic League schools at Carr and St. Aug, uh, coaching at O. Perry Walker, the public schools high school athletic director, um, and so he's uh, he, he's 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 quite a recruiter. Uh, you know, learned under Ed Ogeron at Ole Miss, went on to Knoxville at Tennessee with Lane Kiffin and. Had a stint already uh, with LSU and was, uh, you know, named uh, National Recruiter of the Year. Went over to Texas San Antonio as a head coaching job at McNeese State. But so Brian Kelly uh, hired him, and that's a, a big plus. He's also uh, got some other guys that uh, that should be able to help in recruiting as well. Because we know Brian Kelly can coach. He's 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 won at four different stops and. I don't I don't discount winning at lower level lower level schools because you know the lower level schools like Grand Valley State they're competing against uh, you know teams with comparable resources and the same thing in the MAC and in Cincinnati so uh, he could coach and I think it's I think it's pretty I think they're correlated between with Jim Harbaugh is about to take the Michigan I mean the Minnesota Vikings job and with Brian Kelly. And what happened in Notre Dame, when they finally got to the playoff, they couldn't compete, couldn't compete with Alabama or Georgia. And so, you know, Brian Kelly is uh, is getting into a place where he can compete. But this year's roster is going to be shaped up more by the transfer portal. Uh, anywhere from six to eight starters uh, will be coming from the transfer portal. And that's where he's been really busy because today's national signing day is not what it used to be. It's 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 in mid it's in mid December now the the late period the more traditional the first Wednesday in February only fourteen of the ESPN top three hundred prospects in the country remain unsigned going into this late signing period now so Brian Kelly did what he had to do to try and be competitive immediately and it's going to be some growing pains building this roster but uh, the transfer portal the uh, the modern approach and that's something that. Pitt did very well last year and went in the ACC, and Michigan State uh, did very well last year, utilized their transfer portal to improve their teams as much as they did last year. And, Jimmy, you are an observer of NCAA football and certainly the NFL. Uh, your thoughts in general on the transfer portal and the NIL, the name, image, and likeness legislation, what are your thoughts in general about the health of the sport what do you see going on in the next five to ten years with respect to those two issues particularly? Uh, Nick Saban had some interesting comments recently, but I'd really like to get your thoughts. Well, I think it's, it's just different. And, look, we, 
I don't think the, you know, Title IX is a real practical, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, you, when you're, that's fine if you want to give equal scholarships for men's and women's basketball, even though there are a lot more boys playing high school basketball than girls. Uh, if you, even if you want to do softball and uh, in baseball, but when you include the football and then 85 scholarships have to be made up, you know, because of title nine and it's just not real practical. It makes it very difficult to balance a budget and run an athletic department. That's why a lot of college athletic departments lose money. Um, but Hey, it's federal law and it's here to stay. I think it's the same thing with NIL. Um, you're just going to have to evolve or die. And I think maybe the thing that aggravates Saban, because Billy, I think it, it, it creates more of a gap between the haves and the have nots. Um, they reduced the uh, scholarship limits way a long time ago uh, to 85 to try and try and level the playing field a little bit because Bear Bryant had probably double that many uh, scholarships, you know, creating scholarships for crew, uh, well, a crew team where they didn't even have a boat on, on campus. Well, this is going to create, you know, Bryce Young, Bryce Young was making a million in NIL before he, he started his first game, before he took his first significant snap. And Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss and Matt Corral is led the country for returning quarterbacks, you know, in total yardage the year uh, the year before. So um AM, uh, they got will and money. They're spending it all on their facilities. They continue to spend on their facilities. Now they're spending, you know, on their NIL. What used to be cheating is now legal. And I, I think it's funny that they the, the NCA said, well, this was it's, it's not to be used for a recruiting tool to attract a prospect. Well, that's the biggest thing it's being used for. And to think it's not is just is just foolish and naive. And that's where where Mark Emmert, who did such a great job of, you know, of being a visionary at LSU and maxing LSU out both athletically and academically, that just he got some poor advice from his legal team. Spent seventy million dollars on their legal team, and there were certain uh, lawmakers that said you may want to regulate this before it goes uh, before it goes into law. They refused. Said no, it's not going to pass. Not never going to pass. Well, the uh, the NCA kind of got caught with their pants down, and well, I mean, they just the genie is out of the bottle, the toothpaste is out of the tube, whatever you want to use, but it's 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 just. It's just the way it's being used. You got recruits now. I'm going wherever I'm going to get the best NIL deal. Sure. You know, I'm going to the highest bidder. Well, before it used to be a big stain on a guy that's going to the highest bidder. And that's where I think where uh, Nick Saban, because they can compete with anybody with the money. They might not have as much money as Texas A&M, but they sure will spend every dime they have uh, to compete with them. And uh, that's why Alabama has the number one football budget, the biggest football budget of anybody every year. Saban wants a loaded gun. I think it's more of Saban not having as much control over the players like he did. With all of this, with the transfer portal and with the NIL, the the players are empowered. And, uh, and like never before, 
And what Saban didn't fail in the NFL because he doesn't know football and he can't coach right. uh, with those. He, fa- you know, he failed because player relations. And this is a little step closer to you know, basically, you know, coaching professional players. And he couldn't control his roster. I mean, he he didn't have control of his roster year to year. He had to go through free agency and. All, all the reasons that have, have, have been explained for years. He goes to Alabama. He has complete control of his roster. And then for 40 or 50 years, they've had the Red Elephant Club that has taken care of athletes in Alabama for 50 years. So he, he obviously got in a situation where he can control his roster. Every year he brings in 25 great players. He replaces what he loses. And that, that's, that's probably why he's pushing back on some of this. Uh, it's an interesting concept to hear Nick Saban talk about wanting to limit NIL uh, money. And sort sure. of kind of relaxing player relations and just sort of uh, and just everything he's done as far as embracing the recruiting services, scouting services, which are basically uh, handlers or it, uh, just a, a lot of having more some fun things along with the uh, the essential uh, facilities that he needs um, at, at, at Alabama. He's, he's evolved in a big way. He's evolved with his offense on, you know, X's and O's. I mean, he wanted to run the ball first and play ball control and let his defense win the game. And, you know, they, they have opened up their offense considerably and run basically the spread that everybody else does. Um, so, but this is one where maybe he's showing like if this one he's having a problem with and it's not going anywhere and nobody is going to listen to Nick Saban uh, whine about not or maybe unfair advantages and things like that. So (laughs) he, he, he has also said that, you know, if they want to come to Alabama for different, you know, just NILs, that's where we draw the line. Well, he's going to lose some players uh, because of that. But now, but then getting back to the Dolphins, he did have play, total control of, uh, of football operations. That's why he took the job and turned down some other ones. So he was the GM, too. Uh, he was the one that turned down on Drew Brees. Now, he blamed the doctor, but uh, <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying as far as just college football in, in pro football. And we see why some, like an Urban Meyer, is probably even a better example where – Okay, these guys are used to having a superior roster to everybody they're playing. Life's a lot easier than playing in a salary cap, well, a salary cap league like the NFL. Yeah, no quite. And look, Saban's nope. the greatest coach of all time. Nobody's going to argue that, and he's adapted, like you say, with his offenses. But what, what, final thought uh, from you, Jimmy Ott, our guest from one hundred four point five ESPN in Baton Rouge, the, the, the transfer portal, Jimmy. Your quick thoughts on the transfer portal, and is that healthy for college football? It would be nice to have some sort of uh, regulations on it. Uh, I think that, you know, some things about are, are, are really positive, and there are some cases where, you know, playing time is, you know, that's, that's, it's like gold for a college athlete. And if they're, if they're, you know, just chewing up their eligibility without getting on the field, you know, that hurts. But what what kind of rubs me the wrong way is you got guys who have immediate playing, up, you know, playing opportunity, you know, playing top opportunities, like four different quarterbacks in the SEC who all got playing time as freshmen. Bo Nix at Auburn, Max Johnson at LSU, 
Max Calzada at Texas A&M, and Connor Bazelek at uh, Missouri. Right. All started as freshmen and have transferred out. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, I mean, Joe Burrow transferred because he, you know, Dwayne Haskins was playing ahead of him. You can only have one starting quarterback. He wanted to play. I mean, I could tell you a, a basketball player at, at LSU who was at Tulane um, in and yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the the uh, the kid from uh, from Cook, Walker, yeah, Jalen Cook, Cook from right. uh, from, from Walker. Walker yeah. He wanted to play. He wasn't playing at LSU. He's leading Tulane in scoring. Those are the the good things about it. But I mean, hey, man, if Max Johnson thinks he's going to start at A and M, that's not a given. He was the starter uh, at LSU. Um, the immediate playing time uh, in no penalty. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go back and put a year uh, where you have to sit out a year. That would stop some of it. But as far as once you give player power, it, uh, Billy, I doubt that it's – I have my doubts, I should say, because I don't know. I can't I – can't, I do know about the, you know, the NIL. That's federal law. That ain't going anywhere. The transfer portal – I do know that some leaders in uh, college athletics would rather get a little bit of a hold on it, but some are some are better at it, and you better be good at it because you know it, it's here for right now. And so you know, once you give these players the empower these players, it's kind of hard to go back the other way when you're not paying them. No question about it. Jimmy Ott's been our guest uh, this morning on Billy West Live, and Jimmy, appreciate you joining us, and uh, Jimmy Ott. All right, thank you, Billy.